This is First News on News Radio 1290 WNBF Binghamton and WNBF.com. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 64 degrees at 604. Forecast for today gradually becoming mostly sunny and a high near 80. The investigation into the cause of a Friday morning fire on a downtown Binghamton rooftop is continuing, but Binghamton Mayor Jared Cram says the blaze revealed an unpleasant surprise. In the Washington Street building, according to the mayor, a delay of several hours in opening the area back up was due to a suspected drug lab being found in one of the apartments in the building. In a tweet, Cram reported that the suspected drug lab was not the cause of the fire that caused an evacuation. Instead, firefighters discovered the apartment drug lab while trying to locate and extinguish the fire. The fire was dealt with quickly, but the scene remained closed due to the Binghamton Police Department and New York State Police contaminated crime scene emergency response team dismantling the suspected drug operation, and they began an investigation. Mayor Cram has not said any further information about the investigation. Fire officials also have not released any information about the cause of the fire on the 5th. The officials are asking anyone with information about the fire or about the suspected drug lab to contact Binghamton Police Detectives at 607-772-7080. WMBF First News Time 605. An Endicott man has the next three years ahead of him in a New York State prison for hitting a woman he was supposed to stay away from in the face. Broome County District Attorney's Office says 29-year-old Jonathan Clapper was sentenced yesterday after pleading guilty to felony criminal contempt for punching the 37-year-old victim. According to a news release from the Broome County District Attorney Michael Korchak, Clapper admitted that on August 8th of last year, he violated a court order of protection that prohibited him from harassing the woman. The Endicott man then got into an argument with a woman in the city of Binghamton and hit her in the face with a closed fist. Sentencing of one and a half to three years in prison for Clapper was handed down by Judge Joseph Colley in Broome County Court. WMBF First News Time, 606. Officials in the village of Johnson City are offering few details, but have confirmed that a couple restaurants already present across the river in Vestal plan to open locations at the Oakdale Mall. Chipotle and Panera Bread are reportedly planning on occupying space in what had been Macy's on the south side of what will be Oakdale Commons. J.C. Sparks now owns what had been a huge retail space and major draw for shoppers in Broome County since it opened on October 1, 1975. The new owners announced in January it's their plans to transform the mall into a mixed-use facility with offices, retail, and other tenants. The site already has new fitness center opened a few weeks ago by Ascension Lords. The office is a broom Tioga workforce by the New York State Department of Labor, a professional wrestling training facility and event venue and a big local brewery operation. While there have been several media reports this week citing Johnson City Mayor Martin Reaney as a source confirming building plans had been submitted for the two restaurants, the owners of the future Oakdale Commons and the chain restaurants have been largely quiet about the potential development. WMBF First News Time, 607. New York State has its first legal recreational marijuana crop growing in a field north of Albany. Homestead Farms and Ranch of Clifton Park is one of 203 applicants being awarded licenses for cultivating marijuana ahead of the legal sale of weed, which is expected by the end of the year. 
small farms that are already growing hemp and other crops similar to marijuana that does not contain the chemical that causes a high are turning their attention to putting at least some of their fields into marijuana. Those hemp growers have been given the first chance at applying for the cultivation licenses from New York State. Those farmers being granted the initial licenses by the state are allowed to grow up to an acre outdoors, but can also grow part or all of their crop sheltered in greenhouses using limited artificial lighting. Once the state has the feel of licensing and regulating small operations, larger producers are expected to move into the industry with a focus on products like edibles and vapes. WMBF First News Time 608. New York State has denied required air permit renewals to a Bitcoin mining power plant on the grounds that it has been a threat to the state's climate goals. Permitting decision was another example of New York putting the brakes on a cyber cyber currency bonanza, a cryptocurrency bonanza that has alarmed environmentalists. The state's permitting decision involved Green Ridge Generation, a power plant that had once been shut down but was converted from to natural gas several years ago and began Bitcoin mining in earnest in 2020. A majority of the electricity produced by the plant is now used to run more than 15,000 computer servers. It's 6.09 where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com and 92.1 FM. From the Galt Auto Studios, this is WNBF News Radio AM 1290. Also available at 92.1 FM. Shop Toyota, Chevy, BMW and pre-owned at GaltAuto.com. Are you getting... Good morning on this Wednesday, July 6th. You're listening to WMBF. I'm James Kelly. Right now, traffic and weather. No crazy traffic patterns going on as of now. Notification from the Johnson City Mayor that Lester Avenue will be closed from Pavilion Drive to CFJ Boulevard on Wednesday. That's today, July 6th, from 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. for storm sewer repairs. So please plan your route accordingly. Weather-wise, shaping up to be a pretty decent day here in Binghamton, New York. 64 degrees at 612 on WMBF. Today, cloudy, then gradually becoming mostly sunny with a high near 79. Tonight, partly cloudy with a low around 58 degrees and some light winds. Tomorrow, partly sunny with a high near 81 degrees and a calm wind south at 5 miles per hour. Thursday night, chance of showers and thunderstorms, mostly cloudy with a low around 64 degrees. Chance of rain is 40%. Friday, chance of showers with thunderstorms, also possible after 11 a.m. Partly sunny with a high near 82 degrees. Chance of rain, 30%. And Friday night will be partly cloudy with a low around 58. For coming up on a pretty nice weekend, should be sunny Saturday and Sunday. Pretty decent day. You're listening to WMBF. It's 613. At Good Shepherd. WMBF. 615 here on WMBF. I'm James Kelly. Time for sports update. The Pirates spoiled Jameson Tyone's return to Pittsburgh as they won by a score of 5-2. Rookie outfielder Jack Sawinski hit his 14th home run of the season 
and the Pirates beat Jameson Tyone in his return to PNC Park. Tyone lost for the first time since April 11th after giving up a solo shot to Daniel Vogelback in the first inning and a two-run homer just over the center field wall by Sawinski in the fourth. Tyone, who spent more than a decade in the Pirates organization before being traded to New York in 2021, was pulled with one out in the sixth inning after allowing five runs and six hits with five strikeouts. Across town for the Mets, the Reds also spoiled Max Scherzer's return. With a 1-0 ninth inning win, they wasted a stellar performance from Max Scherzer in his return from an oblique injury. Scherzer struck out 11 while pitching six innings of two-hit ball in his first big league start since May 18th. Binghamton Rumble Ponies fans are pretty familiar with Scherzer after the last couple weeks, and he had been sidelined by a strained oblique muscle on his left side. Throwing mostly fastballs, Scherzer allowed only one runner to reach third. Reds rookie Nick Lodolo combined with four relievers on a six-hitter. Lodolo struck out eight and four and two-thirds innings in his return from a back injury, and Mike Moustakis's game-ending sacrifice fly gave the Cincinnati Reds the win. Binghamton Rumble Ponies weren't in action last night, but they'll be back tonight against the Portland Sea Dogs at 6.35 with the pregame starting on WMBF at 6.20. So if you can't make it to Morabito Stadium, give Jacob Wilkins a listen. Come to WMBF. In other news, Kevin Durant still doesn't have a new team, so keep an eye on that. The Brooklyn Nets star requested a trade last week after Kyrie Irving opted into his $37 million deal. Certainly no friction there. And President Biden read Brittany Griner's letter that she penned from a Russian prison. It's another thing to keep an eye on going forward. It's 617 here on WMBF. Want to save a And now it's time for Wall Street Now with Jim Ryan. From ABC News, Wall Street Now. Tuesday ended mixed for the markets, with traders now worried about slowing economic growth. The Dow Jones Industrial Average gave up 129 points Tuesday to close back below 31,000. The Standard of Poor's 500 eked out a 0.2% gain. The Nasdaq finished the day 1.7% higher. Trending lower, the price of oil and perhaps the price of gasoline at some point. The prospect of a slowing economy has some traders expecting demand to fall. That helped to push West Texas intermediate futures down more than 8% yesterday to just under $100 a barrel, their lowest price since early May. Ben & Jerry's suddenly has a chilly relationship with its parent company. The Vermont-based ice cream maker is suing Unilever to stop the sale of its Israeli business to an Israeli licensee. Ben & Jerry says the decision was made without the approval of its independent board of directors. Jim Ryan, ABC News. Almost three. News Radio 1290 WNBF. And now it's time for A Better Life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. A Better Life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. Are you still working from home or are you back in the office? Or has your company worked out some sort of hybrid situation? No doubt there are perks to working from home, but there are definitely things to be gained by physically being in an office with your coworkers. Chief among them? 
creativity. A new study out of Columbia Business School found it's easier to come up with creative ideas in person. The researchers tested this by pairing up groups of university students and staff. Half of the groups were asked to get together in a room and come up with a list of new uses for everyday things, such as bubble wrap and a Frisbee. The other half of the groups were asked to do the same, but virtually. The people physically sitting together came up with more novel ideas than the people who were collaborating on the screen. So the message is, to brainstorm at least, it might be worth the commute. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, helping you live a better life. Paid for by Christian Care Ministry. Let's see, if something costs less but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month, and that's huge, but it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want a plan you're happy with, you can call Right now, and get a price within two minutes. A very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 855-51-BIBLE. That's 855-51-BIBLE. 855-51-BIBLE. And that was Dr. Sanjay Gupta with A Better Life. Bad news for people who like working from home in the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic. I was certainly one of those people. And, you know, I guess coming into work in Binghamton, New York is a little quicker. Not as much traffic. Never have to travel on the Cross Bronx. The Cross Bronx is Expressway, just the worst road that's ever been created. Time for traffic and weather here on WMBF. Right now we have an alert from the Johnson City Mayor that Lester Avenue will be closed from Pavilion Drive to CFJ Boulevard on Wednesday, that's today, July 6th, from 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. for storm sewer repairs, so please plan your route accordingly. Other than that, we haven't heard of any new traffic problems so if you see anything give us a call we'll update everybody else and get everybody to work on time today weather conditions in downtown binghamton right now 64 degrees humidity is 90 percent. that's not great for people like me who get really sweaty when it's humid today cloudy then gradually becoming mostly sunny with a high near 79 degrees tonight partly cloudy with a low around 58 Thursday, partly sunny with a high near 81 degrees. And Thursday night, a chance of showers and thunderstorms. Mostly cloudy with a low around 64 degrees. Chance of rain is 40%. Friday, chance of showers with thunderstorms. Also possible after 11 a.m. Partly sunny with a high near 82 degrees. Friday night, partly cloudy with a low around 58. And this weekend should be pretty nice. Should be sunny on Saturday and Sunday. You're listening to WMBF. 626. It's 627 here on WMBF. Now it's time for an entertainment update. 
ABC Entertainment News. Let's do it. A whole lot of people spent a lot of time in the upside down over the last month. Netflix says total viewership for season four of Stranger Things has surpassed one billion hours worldwide. Those are the biggest audience numbers for an English language show on the streamer. The final two episodes of the current season dropped July 1st. The Korean import Squid Game remains Netflix's biggest hit with 1.65 billion total viewing hours worldwide. B. Uh, yes. Disney will celebrate the 30th anniversary of the animated classic Beauty and the Beast with a two-hour live-action and animated staging of the musical on ABC December 15th. It'll drop on Disney Plus the next day. Disney's the parent company of ABC News. Congratulations to Pulp Fiction filmmaker Quentin Tarantino. He and wife Daniela Pick just welcomed their second child together, a boy. Did you pay for this already? Or are you looking for help? And Kevin Hart is 43 today. I'm Christopher Watson, ABC News. Stranger Things, great series. No spoilers on the show. I'll never give you guys spoilers. I won't do that, but I very much enjoyed Stranger Things. I thought it was definitely the best season that they've put out to date. And they've put out some good ones so far, so if you got time this weekend, maybe even during the week, give it a watch. It is a long watch. I'll say that. It, it is a long watch. It takes a long time to get through. I mean, the last two episodes are long. I think the final episode was like two and a half hours long. So it's a long watch, but definitely worth it. 629 here on WMBF. Susan. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 64 degrees at 630. Forecast for today gradually becoming mostly sunny, a high around 80. Traffic note for tonight, of course, they've been doing night construction for seems like months now on Route 17. In the area of the 81 split at exit 72, that's Front Street in Binghamton. Once again, tonight, starting at about 6 p.m. till 6 a.m., watch out for lane closures. Also, the DOT says there's going to be possible delays tomorrow morning due to single-lane night closures in both directions. From Riverside Drive to Route 17 on the Route 201 bridge area, Area in Johnson City. They're doing bridge work from 8 p.m. to 7 in the morning, and that is continuing on right straight through the 14th. The man accused of opening fire at an Independence Day parade in suburban Chicago legally bought five weapons, including two high-powered rifles. Authorities said yesterday the purchases were allowed, even though police were called to his home twice in 2019 for threats of violence and suicide. The suspect was charged with seven counts of murder. Lake County State's attorney, Eric Reinhardt, promised dozens more charges would be sought and the man would receive a mandatory life sentence without the possibility of parole. Elsewhere around the world, Boris Yeltsin in Great Britain is clinging to power after two senior cabinet ministers told him it was time to call it quits. After wave after wave of scandal, the prime minister is in a very difficult position. But he's not one for quitting, and he has the backing of his new Treasury Secretary, Nadim Zahawi. You don't go into this job to uh, have an easy life. Uh, You make some tough decisions every day, and sometimes, you know, it's easy to walk away, but actually it's much tougher to deliver for the country. Zahawi's pledge to address the huge cost of living crisis gripping the nation and rebuild the economy. Tom Rivers, ABC News, London. WMBF First News Time, it's 6.32. 
Two central New York women are accused of abandoning several dogs and cats in a trailer with almost no ventilation or water. New York State Police say 37-year-old Tamara Tophoven and 43-year-old Rebecca Tophoven, both of Edmiston in Otsego County, are charged with four counts of New York State Agriculture and Markets Law misdemeanor overdriving, torturing and injuring animals, failure to provide proper sustenance. New York State troopers based at Richfield Springs were called to check on the safety and welfare of animals that were in an abandoned trailer on Taylor Hill Road in the town of Edmiston on Saturday. On arriving on the scene, an investigation revealed several dogs and cats were living in squalor in the structure with minimal to no ventilation. There was no access to water and the animals were not receiving proper care. Troopers removed three dogs and five cats to the care of the Susquehanna SPCA in Cooperstown. The animals were checked out by the veterinarians and were surrendered to the agency in order to receive the care they needed. According to a state police news release, all of the dogs have been adopted, but the cats are still looking for homes. Anyone interested in helping can call the SPCA at 607-547-8111. Meanwhile, the top hovens were issued appearance tickets to report to Edmiston Town Court later on this month. WMBF First News Time. It's 6.33. A Cortland woman is facing three felony and a half dozen misdemeanor counts after a traffic stop turned up a large amount of narcotics. Cortland County Sheriff's officials say during the stop Friday afternoon for driving with a suspended license, they found 37-year-old Nicole Evener in possession of drugs and a gun. Troopers say they found over 7 ounces of methamphetamine, 110 bags of heroin, oxycodone pills, 2 ounces of the synthetic street drug known as Molly, a loaded gun, scales, drug packaging material, an undisclosed amount of U.S. currency was also confiscated. Cortland County Sheriff's officials have estimated the street value of the confiscated drugs at more than 24000 $500. Evener is charged with two felony counts of criminal possession of a controlled substance, felony criminal possession of a weapon, two misdemeanor counts of criminally using drug paraphernalia, three misdemeanor counts of criminal possession of a controlled substance, and misdemeanor un, uh, uh, unlicensed operation of a motor vehicle. She, once again, was sent to the Cortland County Jail without bail. Binghamton Mayor Jared Cram says cleanup operations from a minor rooftop fire on Washington Street on Friday took longer than normal since authorities had to dismantle what appeared to be a drug lab in one of the apartments. The smoky blaze was put out quickly, but Binghamton Police and the New York State Police Contaminated Crime Scene Emergency Response Team had to safely dispose of potentially hazardous materials in the suspected drug cooking operation, which, according to Cram, was not the cause of the rooftop fire. The cause of that fire is still under investigation. Anyone with information about that or the suspected clandestine drug operation is asked to call the Binghamton Police Detectives at 607-772-7080. It's 635, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com and 92.1 FM. Stock market. I got something funny for you. Oh, yeah? You know, you're, you're making a lot of comments about not being from here and, you know, trying to fit in and everything. Well, don't feel bad because our local paper that has been around since longer than I've been around, on the very front page of today's paper, huge feature article about uh, technology. 
and it's about uh, universal instruments, and your home may already feature new technology from this company of B-R-O-O-M County. So they misspelled Broom County? <laughs> they misspelled Broom County. Oh, man. Front page of the paper, the feature article that is locally written, and, yeah, the, the headline is, it's everywhere. Your home may already feature new technology from Universal Instruments of Broom County. Broom, like an actual sweeping broom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah no, yeah, I, yeah, I've yeah. only been here a month, but at least I can spell things right. I may not pronounce them all right, but <laughs> I definitely spell them right. Well, there's one that's really interesting that we always catch new employees that are like our, our digital people that come in that they want to make um, being very helpful proofreading some of our articles and stuff, which. I'm not a spelling whiz. There's a reason I got into radio instead of print. Yeah. Because I didn't have to spell it. I just had to say it. Glubnork, I knew what it meant, you know. But uh, I would have, uh, fortunately, we had one of our, our previous people come trotting down the hall before making changes to the story because she was going to change the word that I had obviously misspelled, Appalachia. No, it's Appalachian. It really is Appalachian. It's not Appalachian. So. Yeah, that was that was a good one that you guys clued me in on before I started getting on air. Was make sure you say Appalachian because people will be so mad. Oh yeah, if and then there's an Appalachian that's in Pennsylvania. That's, that's not confusing at all. No, <laughs> Upper Stellar Island, Middle Stellar Ireland, <laughs> Left of Center Stellar Ireland. <laughs> yeah, also we had we had a traffic alert for like Lower Stella Ireland Road. That's the longest name I've ever heard. Well, we have Farm to Market Road. That's kind of long. Yeah, that's a pretty long one, too. Yeah, I mean, I don't know where any of these places are yet. Well, it's, but I'm sure it's, I'll find it's Stella them. Ireland Road, but then there's the upper part of it, there's the lower part of it, there's Middle Stella Ireland. Yeah. So, yeah, there's yeah. just a lot of different variations. I was under the impression that when I got here, it would be the kind of place where every road is like County Road 873. Well, I mean, they are, but nobody calls them that. Yeah, yeah, I guess they do have actual names too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's like Vestal Road, or as some people call it, Old Vestal Road. That's also County Route something or other. I wouldn't know what it yeah. is. Yeah, I mean, Bob I, does. He is. <laughs> I don't know. He's obsessed with that. I mean, I went to Geneseo, so I know like I know what it's like to be in like a very very small town, and I guess I expected it to be more like We're this. Not that small. Yeah, no. I mean, this is a pretty <laughs> sizable really city. I feel like small. it it really isn't that different from Long Island, besides the fact that I get places quickly in the car uh and beyond the binghamton area when you take like a 10 minute drive out then you get to the absolutely nothing around here like super rural suburbs squirrel hill road and yeah mon- monkey run and the road. deer the uh, the deer i'm not going to get used to for a while well, those are in town yeah but, um, i mean I, I see deer all the time now just you know waking up at 5 30 6 o'clock in the morning also watch out for turkeys turkeys they're big oh, yeah man yeah, there were some turkeys on Long Island. I, there were there were some. We had a one of the kids I went to school with. We had a really long bus ride because I went to a private school. So we'd pick this kid up at like five fifty in the morning, and I was the first one to get picked up. So five thirty, I'm already on the bus. And this kid always had turkeys out in his front yard around like October, November, early December. And it was like it was weird because I had never seen a turkey on Long Island until. I went to the school and had to get up that early and had to drive through this particular neighborhood. I didn't even know we had turkeys <laughs> on Long Island, but apparently we did. And there were always like 
12 or 13 of them just walking around the neighborhood. Yeah, and they can they can get pretty offended by some vehicles and chase them and peck at them and everything. Yeah, no, it's like my, the my like brother-in-law is a, my, my brother-in-law is a mailman out in outside of Corning. And he has a, a very rural route, and he's. There was one of the people that was subbing for him one time. A deer actually tried to get in her mail truck with her. Somebody had obviously been feeding it and tamed it, but then. Yeah. Anyway. That's actually pretty funny. Anyway. All right, 641. So in, in Broome County. Here in Broome County, with an E at the end. Yes. With an E. It's 641 here at WMBF. Nancy Pelosi. Six forty-four here at WMBF. Time now for traffic and weather. I have an alert from the Johnson City Mayor that Lester Avenue will be closed from Pavilion Drive to CFJ Boulevard today from seven a.m. to five p.m. for storm sewer repairs. So please plan your route accordingly. Haven't seen anything else coming across the wire, so if you see anything, give us a call. Local weather: it's sixty-four degrees in downtown Binghamton right now. Humidity ninety percent. That's pretty high. Today, cloudy, then gradually becoming mostly sunny with a high near 79. Tonight, partly cloudy with a low around 58 degrees. Thursday, partly sunny with a high near 81. Thursday night, chance of showers and thunderstorms, mostly cloudy with a low around 64 degrees. Chance of rain is 40%. Friday, chance of showers with thunderstorms also possible after 11 a.m., but partly sunny with a high near 82. And Friday night, partly cloudy with a low around 58 before we get into a pretty nice weekend. Mostly sunny all weekend, Saturday and Sunday. 6.45, you're listening to WMBF. here at WMBF. Time for a little sports update. Rookie outfielder Jack Sawinski hit his 14th home run, and the Pittsburgh Pirates spoiled Jameson Tyone's return to PNC Park with a 5-2 win over the New York Yankees. Tyone lost for the first time since April 11th after giving up a solo shot to Daniel Vogelback in the first inning and a two-run home run just over the center field wall by Sawinski in the fourth. Tyone spent more than a decade in the Pirates organization before being traded to New York in 2021, was pulled with one out in the sixth after allowing five runs and six hits with five strikeouts. Uncharacteristically poor performance for Jameson Tyone. He's been mostly fantastic this year. For the Mets, they wasted a stellar performance from Max Scherzer in his return from an oblique injury, losing 1-0 to the Cincinnati Reds on a Mike Moustakas game-ending sacrifice fly. Scherzer struck out 11 while pitching six innings of two-hit ball in his first big league start since May 18th. Made a couple rehab starts with the Binghamton Rumble Ponies over the past couple weeks, which was pretty exciting. He had been sidelined by a strained oblique muscle on his left side, throwing mostly fastballs. Scherzer allowed only one runner to reach third. Reds rookie Nick Lodolo combined with four relievers on a six-hitter. Lodolo struck out eight in four and two-thirds innings in his return from a back injury. Jacob deGrom will also be making another rehab start with the Port St. Lucie Mets on Friday. Not cool that they sent him to single A instead of double A Binghamton. That would have been pretty insane to see Jacob deGrom come here. I mean, Max Scherzer set a record crowd. Could you imagine what Jacob deGrom would do? Speaking of the Rumble Ponies, no game yesterday for them, but tonight they'll be at home against the Portland Sea Dogs. 
If you can't make it to Marabado Stadium, you can listen to the game here starting at 6.35, WNBF pregame at 6.20. In the NBA action, the Nets still have yet to trade Kevin Durant after he requested to be traded following Kyrie Irving opting into his $37 million deal. The Nets did get TJ Warren, though, on a pretty sizable deal. So good for them. We'll see where Kevin Durant ends up. 649 here at WMBF. Join Mark Patch. News Radio 1290, 6.51 here at WMBF. Time for some business news. Foreign ministers from the world's largest nations are looking to address Russia's war in Ukraine and its impact on global energy and food security when they meet in Indonesia this week. Yet instead of providing unity, the talks may well exacerbate splits over the Russia-Ukraine conflict. That could drag the group of 20 nations into even deeper divisions. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken, Russian Foreign Ministry Sergei Lavrov, and Chinese Foreign Minister Wang Yi are set to attend the meeting in the Indonesian resort of Bali. It will mark the first time Blinken and Lavrov have been in the same room since January. The Food and Drug Administration has issued an administrative stay on the order it issued last month for vaping company Juul to pull its electronic cigarettes from the market. The agencies say the stay temporarily suspends the marketing denial order while it conducts further review but does not rescind it. The FDA issued the initial order banning Juul sales on June 23rd. A day later, a federal appeals court temporarily blocked the government ban. The initial FDA action was part of a sweeping effort by the agency to bring scientific scrutiny to the multi-billion dollar vaping industry after years of regulatory delays. Now it's time for Kim Commando. If you still haven't accepted the fact that cyber currency and most non-fungible tokens, or NFTs, have no real value and are built on a house of cards, then I've got the next risky digital investment for you right here. I'm Kim Commando, brought to you by CarShield. Surprise breakdowns are easier to handle with a protection plan from CarShield. Save 10% at carshield.com slash Kim. The metaverse is predicted to be the next big thing in digital blockchain investments. As you probably know, Mark Zuckerberg wants to become the king of the metaverse, the make-believe computer-generated world where you can pretend to be anybody or anything. But to do it, you'll need an avatar. This is a computer-generated character that represents you in the metaverse. Naturally, you don't want an avatar that looks like anyone else, so you're going to have to buy your unique NFT avatar. I can't wait for these things to take off and see how high their value climbs before it just suddenly crashes back down to reality. Get breaking tech news at my website. That's commando.com. I believe home should be the safest place on earth for every family. That's why I use and recommend Simply Safe. Simply Safe is advanced whole home security that puts you, your home, and your family's safety first. Simply Safe offers comprehensive protection not only against intruders and burglary, but against expensive home hazards from flooding to fires. With 24-7 professional monitoring, Simply Safe's agents take action the moment a threat is detected, dispatching police or first responders in an emergency. Simply Safe uses proprietary video verification technology so that monitoring agents can visually confirm the threat in order to get higher priority 911 dispatch. Monitoring plans are affordably priced at a dollar a day with no long-term contract or hidden fees. You can customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafekim.com. Go today and claim a free indoor security camera plus 20% off with interactive monitoring 
at simplysavekim.com. Tell you, the metaverse is quite the concept, something that works really well in the movies and television shows. But in real life, when you actually have this big, bulky, bulky head strap on your head, all of a sudden it doesn't really make sense to do your work meetings like that. 655 here at WMBF. Time for one last check on traffic and weather before the new hour starts. We have an alert from the Johnson City Mayor that Lester Avenue will be closed from Pavilion Drive to CFJ Boulevard today from 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. for storm sewer repairs. So please plan your route accordingly. No other major traffic notifications that we've gotten. So if you see anything, give us a call here at the studio. Weather-wise... Right now, it's in the mid-60s in downtown Binghamton, humidity 90%. Today, cloudy, then gradually becoming mostly sunny with a high near 79 degrees. Tonight, partly cloudy with a low around 58 degrees. Thursday, partly sunny with a high near 81. Thursday night, chance of showers and thunderstorms. will be mostly cloudy with a low around 64 degrees. Chance of rain 40%. Friday, chance of showers with thunderstorms also possible after 11 a.m. Partly sunny with a high near 82 degrees in Friday night. Partly cloudy with a low around 58. Then Saturday should be nice all weekend. Saturday is going to be sunny with a high near 78. Sunday will be sunny with a high near 80 degrees. 6.56 here at WMBF. Susan. This is News Radio 1290 AM. WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton. A town square media station. It's 6.58 here at the WMBF studios. Got a message from Val, friend of the program, about my pronunciations of some of the names around here. She gave me a pretty tough one, so you know what? It's 6.58 on a nice Wednesday morning. Might as well embarrass myself a little bit. This is for the, oh boy, Teognioga River. That was so wrong. Unbelievably wrong. Yeah, that's... That's something I'm going to have to get used to around here, too. There are a lot of things that I don't know how to pronounce. And, you know, I come from Long Island where there are a lot of towns like like Hop Hog and Ronkonkoma, Massapequa, that are a little tough to pronounce and very long, wordy names. And I always make fun of people from upstate when they would come to visit us on Long Island. Friends from college would come to visit us on Long Island and they wouldn't know how to pronounce anything. And I would have to, you know, just make fun of them a little bit. Say, you know, good try. You stick to your upstate towns, and now the shoe is on the other foot. I am the downstater in upstate New York, and I don't know how to pronounce anything. So, if you see anything else, any other names for rivers or towns or roads that you think I won't be able to pronounce, send them over. DM them. Email them. Call the studio sometime. Not today. Bob Joseph's not in today, so there will be no calls taken today. Um... But yeah, I I will gladly embarrass myself trying to pronounce things from around the Binghamton area for your enjoyment. So that's what, we get this nice little two-minute break here and the nice little chit-chats with Kathy. I love those chit-chats. Those are going to be fun. We're going to keep doing those. I like those. Get a chance to stretch the creative muscles a little bit here. Six o'clock hour coming to a close. Seven o'clock hour coming up next. But first, get a little ABC News back. 659 here at WNBF. This is WNBF First News. 
Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 65 degrees at 704. The forecast today gradually becoming mostly sunny. A high near 80. Right now we have a northwest wind at 10 miles an hour. The dew point is reaching into the starting to feel humid phase at 60 degrees. Humidity at 84%. No rain in the forecast, however. The investigation into the cause of a Friday morning fire on a downtown Binghamton rooftop is continuing, but Binghamton Mayor Jared Cram says the blaze revealed an unpleasant surprise in the Washington Street building. According to the mayor, a delay of several hours in opening the area back up was due to a suspected drug lab being discovered in one of the apartments. In a tweet, Cram reported that the suspected drug lab was not the cause of the fire, that resulted in the evacuation. Instead, firefighters discovered the apartment drug lab while trying to locate and extinguish the fire. The fire was dealt with quickly, but the scene remained closed as Binghamton Police Department and the New York State Contaminated Crime Scene Emergency Response Team dismantled the suspected drug operation and began their investigation. Mayor Crabb has not had any further information about the investigation. Fire officials also have not released any information about the cause of the January 1st or July 1st fire. The authorities are asking anyone with information about the fire or suspected drug lab to contact the Binghamton Police Detectives at 607-772-7080. WMBF First News Time 705, an Endicott man has the next three years ahead of him in New York State Prison for hitting a woman he was supposed to stay away from in the face. The Broome County District Attorney's Office says 29-year-old Jonathan Clapper was sentenced yesterday after pleading guilty to felony criminal contempt for punching the 37-year-old victim. According to a news release from the Broome County District Attorney, Michael Korchak, Clapper admitted that on August 8th of last year, he violated a court order of protection that prohibited him from harassing the woman. The Endicott man then got into an argument with a woman in the city of Binghamton and hit her in the face with a closed fist. The sentencing of one and a half to three years in prison for Clapter was handed down by Judge Joseph Cawley. WMBF First News Time 706. Officials in the village of Johnson City are offering few details, but have confirmed that a couple restaurants already present across the river in Vestal plan to open locations at the Oakdale Mall. Chipotle and Panera Bread are reportedly planning on occupying space in what had been Macy's on the south side of what will be the Oakdale Commons. J.C. Sparks now owns what had been a huge retail space and a major draw for shoppers in Broome County when it opened in October of 1975. The new owners announced in January plans to transform the mall into a mixed-use facility with offices, retail space, and other tenants. The site already has a new fitness center uh, opened a few weeks ago by Ascension Lords. The offices of the Broome County Workforce New York by the New York State Department of Labor, a professional wrestling training facility and event venue, and a big local brewery operation. While there have been several media reports this week citing Johnson City Mayor Martin Meany as a source confirming building plans have been submitted for the two restaurants, the owners of the future Oakdale Commons and the chain restaurants have been largely quiet about the development. WMBF First News Time 707. New York State has its first legal recreational marijuana crop growing in a field north of Albany. 
Homestead Farms and Ranch of Clifton Park is one of 203 applicants being awarded licenses for cultivating marijuana ahead of the legal sale of weed, which is expected by the end of the year. Small farms that are already growing hemp and other crops similar to marijuana, but that does not contain the chemical that causes a high, are turning their attention to putting at least some of their fields into marijuana. Those hemp growers have been given the first chance at applying for the cultivation licenses from New York State. Those farmers being granted the initial licenses by the state are allowed to grow up to an acre outdoors, but can also grow part or all of their crop sheltered in greenhouses using limited artificial lighting. Once the state has the feel of licensing and regulating small operations, larger producers are expected to move into the industry with a focus on products like edibles and vapes. WMBF First News Time, 708. Most Pennsylvania lawmakers are absent from the state capitol five days into the Keystone State's new budget year. There is no state government spending agreement in place, although the fiscal year ended last week. Leaders are hoping negotiations will wrap up over the coming days, and the House and Senate plan to return to Harrisburg for voting sessions on later, possibly today. Talks on what is expected to be a roughly $42 billion spending plan are centered on a proposal for additional outlays for public schools that's backed by Democratic Governor Tom Wolf. Lawmakers' inability to pass a budget may eventually halt some state payments, although that sort of fallout likely will take several weeks to affect government services. It's 7.09, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WMBF, WMBF.com and 92.1 FM. Almost three. Seven twelve here at WMBF. Time now for traffic and weather. A report from the Johnson City Mayor that Lester Avenue will be closed from Pavilion Drive to CFJ Boulevard today from 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. So if that's along your route, please plan accordingly. Take another way to work. Other than that, we don't really have too many notifications of bad traffic patterns out there today. So if you see anything, give us a call. We'll make sure everybody gets to work on time. Right now in downtown Binghamton, it's about 64 degrees. Humidity is 90%. Today should be a little cloudy, then gradually becoming mostly sunny towards the afternoon with a high near 79 degrees. Tonight, partly cloudy with a low around 58 degrees. Tomorrow, partly sunny with a high near 81. And Thursday night, chance of showers and thunderstorms. Mostly cloudy, low around 64 degrees. Chance of rain is 40%. Friday, chance of showers with thunderstorms also possible after 11 a.m., partly sunny with a high near 82 degrees. Friday night, partly cloudy with a low around 58, and this weekend should be a beautiful one. Sunny with a high near 78 on Saturday, and Sunday, sunny with a high near 80 degrees. 7.13, you're listening to WMBF. Feel the heat with... here at WMBF. Now it's time for a sports update. New York Mets wasted a stellar performance by Max Scherzer in his return from an oblique injury, losing 1-0 to the Cincinnati Reds on a Mike Moustakis game-ending sacrifice fly. Scherzer struck out 11 while pitching six innings of two-hit ball in his first big league start since May 18th, 
after making a couple rehab starts here with Binghamton Rumble Ponies. He had been sidelined by a strained oblique muscle on his left side, and he threw mostly fastballs, allowed only one runner to reach third base. While Reds rookie Nick Lodolo combined with four relievers on a six-hitter, Lodolo struck out over eight batters in four and two-thirds innings in his return from a back injury. Rookie outfielder Jack Sawinski hit his 14th home run, and the Pittsburgh Pirates spoiled Jameson Tyone's return to PNC Park with a 5-2 win over the Yankees. Jameson Tyone lost for the first time since April 11th after giving up a solo shot to Daniel Vogelbach in the first inning and a two-run homer just over the center field wall by Jack Sawinski in the fourth. Tyone spent more than a decade in the Pirates organization, and he was traded to the Yankees in 2021. They pulled him with one out in the sixth inning after allowing five runs and six hits with five strikeouts. Yankees having a little bit of a come-back-to-earth moment here, off to, off to such a great start this year for the Yankees. But last week or so, only 6-4 and four in their last 10. Lost two in a row, especially against the Pirates. These are games you should win. Have some questions to address at the trade deadline, too, specifically Joey Gallo, whether he has a place on this Yankees team going forward. Not sure. Not sure. If you want to sound really smart when somebody asks you about Joey Gallo, you just say, you know, Joey Gallo, getting Joey Gallo for the Yankees was a good process and a bad result. He was perfectly tailored to be a New York Yankee, a guy who hits the ball in the air a lot, left-handed power hitter, doesn't hit into double plays. Last year, the Yankees were missing a lot of power. It's really why their offense was not nearly as good as their pitching. This year, the power has definitely returned, especially with Aaron Judge. But if you want to know why Joey Gallo might get traded, I can't tell you the answer. I can't tell you what happened to him. He just apparently forgot how to walk and forgot how to hit home runs. The Binghamton Rumble Ponies, no game yesterday. They'll be back in action today at 635 against the Portland Sea Dogs at home at Marabado Stadium. If you can't go to the game in person, you can listen here on WMBF. Game starts at 635. Pre-game starts at 620. In the NBA, still no news on where Kevin Durant is going to end up after requesting a trade from the Brooklyn Nets following Kyrie Irving's opting in to a $37 million option. Kevin Durant becoming a little bit of a journeyman at this stage of his career. I don't hate that for him. I don't hate that arc where he just becomes this mercenary for whatever basketball team is just on the cusp of competing. Yeah, let's go at Kevin Durant. Just sign a bunch of one-year deals ask for a trade every time he wants to leave it's good for him flex your worth not much other sports stuff going on today it's 718 here at WMBF want to save a now it's time for Wall Street Now with Jim Ryan From ABC News, Wall Street Now. Tuesday ended mixed for the markets, with traders now worried about slowing economic growth. The Dow Jones Industrial Average gave up 129 points Tuesday to close back below 31,000. The Standard Poor's 500 eked out a 0.2% gain. The Nasdaq finished the day 1.7% higher. Trending lower, the price of oil and perhaps the price of gasoline at some point. The prospect of a slowing economy has some traders expecting demand to fall. 
That helped to push West Texas intermediate futures down more than 8% yesterday to just under $100 a barrel, their lowest price since early May. Ben & Jerry's suddenly has a chilly relationship with its parent company. The Vermont-based ice cream maker is suing Unilever to stop the sale of its Israeli business to an Israeli licensee. Ben & Jerry says the decision was made without the approval of its independent board of directors. Jim Ryan, ABC News. I love Ben & Jerry's. I'm a big ice cream person. Probably shouldn't be. Just, you know, taking a look at myself. Probably shouldn't be such a big ice cream person, but... I will do anything for some mint chocolate chip. I currently have just entire Klondike bars of mint chocolate chip in my freezer right now. Too many. Too many. I'm not going to say how many I go through in a week. Not going to do that. 620, you're on WMBF. Is your... And now it's time for ABC's Political Insights, 723 on WMBF. Now your political insights from ABC News. The president today will tell Ohio union workers how his American Rescue Plan will help save their pension funds. The final rule will take some of the nearly $2 trillion in COVID relief to prevent troubled pensions from going under and creating a crisis for millions of blue-collar voters. It's essentially a campaign stop to remind Ohio voters that President Biden kept his promise and came through to rescue their pensions. A Georgia grand jury investigating possible 2020 presidential election tampering has subpoenaed top Trump allies, including former lawyer Rudy Giuliani and Republican Senator Lindsey Graham. The order to testify says they're investigating a multi-state Trump campaign plan to influence the election results in Georgia and elsewhere. The subpoena also says it wants to discuss Senator Graham's call to state officials, asking them to explore, quote, a more favorable outcome for Mr. Trump. Both have publicly insisted they did nothing wrong. Andy Field, ABC News. Are you an Time for a traffic and weather update on WMBF. It's 725. Right now we have a notification from the Johnson City Mayor that Lester Avenue will be closed from Pavilion Drive to CFJ Boulevard today from 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. for storm sewer repairs. Please plan your route accordingly. Haven't heard about anything else, so if you see anything, let us know. Make sure we get everybody to work on time. It's approaching 70 degrees here in downtown Binghamton right now with humidity about 90%. Today, pretty cloudy, then gradually becoming mostly sunny with a high near 79 degrees. Tonight, partly cloudy with a low around 58 degrees. Tomorrow, Thursday, partly sunny with a high near 81 degrees. Thursday night, chance of showers and thunderstorms, mostly cloudy with a low around 64 degrees. Chance of rain is 40%. Friday, chance of showers with thunderstorms also possible after 11 a.m., partly sunny with a high near 82 degrees. Chance of rain, 30%. Friday night, partly cloudy, low around 58 degrees. It should be a nice weekend. Saturday, it's going to be sunny with a high near 78 degrees. Saturday night, mostly clear with a low around 51. And Sunday, sunny with a high near 80. Sunday night, mostly clear with a low around 56. You're listening to WMBF. 726 right now. And it's time for an entertainment update from ABC. 
ABC Entertainment News. Let's do it. A whole lot of people spent a lot of time in the upside down over the last month. Netflix says total viewership for season four of Stranger Things has surpassed one billion hours worldwide. Those are the biggest audience numbers for an English language show on the streamer. The final two episodes of the current season dropped July 1st. The Korean import Squid Game remains Netflix's biggest hit with 1.65 billion total viewing hours worldwide. B. Uh, yes. Disney will celebrate the 30th anniversary of the animated classic Beauty and the Beast with a two-hour live-action and animated staging of the musical on ABC December 15th. It'll drop on Disney Plus the next day. Disney's the parent company of ABC News. Congratulations to Pulp Fiction filmmaker Quentin Tarantino. He and wife Daniela Pick just welcomed their second child together, a boy. Did you pay for this already? Or are you looking for help? And Kevin Hart is 43 today. I'm Christopher Watson, ABC News. Stranger Things, absolutely fantastic. Really great show. I was a little bit worried that I wouldn't have time for TV shows after moving to Binghamton. All the reporting I got to do, and then there's this pesky little three-hour radio show here. But I found time for Stranger Things. I think I'll find time for all the good stuff. I haven't seen Squid Games yet. That's still on my list of things that, that I need to get around to. I feel like I just missed the boat on it. It's been so long since it came out. Like I'm... I'm I missed the boat entirely on it. Nobody's that excited about Squid Games anymore. 728 here on WMBF. River Walkup. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 65 degrees at 730. The forecast for today Maybe starting off with a few clouds, but improving conditions as far as the sky goes with clearing and a chance, no chance for showers or thunderstorms for today. A little on the humid side, the high today getting around 80. A defiant British Prime Minister, Boris Johnson, is battling to stay in power after his government was rocked by the resignation of two top ministers. His first challenge was getting through today, where he faced tough questions about the weekly Prime Minister's question session in Parliament and along scheduled grilling by a committee of senior lawmakers. So far, he has managed to survive those challenges. President Joe Biden has bestowed the nation's highest military honor to four Army soldiers for heroism in Vietnam that he says went above and beyond the call of duty during the Vietnam War. Biden presented the Medal of Honor to Specialist Dwight W. Birdwell, Dennis W. Fujihi, retired Major John Duffy, as well as Staff Sergeant Edward N. Kanashiro, who was honored posthumously. The medical examiner in San Antonio has positively identified 35 of the 53 victims of the migrant trailer tragedy with arrest tentatively identified. As of yesterday, four people discovered last week in a sweltering semi-trailer remained hospitalized with one at least still in critical condition. This is Jim Ryan in Texas. Alongside the road where the big rig containing the migrants was found last week, crosses, flowers, and candles have been left by strangers paying their respects. We have people coming from Oregon, Colorado, California. Sandra Grace Martinez has been handing out water bottles to visitors, many of whom lay them near the crosses, symbolically offering them to the people in the trailer who had none. All the waters are gone. The man thought to have been driving the 18-wheeler remains jailed in San Antonio. Jim Ryan, ABC News, Dallas. 
WMBF First News Time 732. Two central New York women are accused of abandoning several dogs and cats in a trailer with almost no ventilation or water. New York State Police, a 37-year-old Tamara Tophoven and 43-year-old Rebecca Tophoven, both of Edmiston in Otsego County, are charged with four counts of New York State Agriculture and Markets Law misdemeanor overdriving, torturing and injuring animals, failure to provide proper sustenance. New York State troopers based at Richfield Springs were called to check on the safety and welfare of animals that were in an abandoned trailer on Taylor Hill Road in the town of Edmiston on Saturday. On arriving on the scene, an investigation revealed several dogs and cats were living in squalor in that structure with minimal to no ventilation. There was no access to water and the animals were not receiving proper care. Troopers removed three dogs and five cats to the care of the Susquehanna SPCA in Cooperstown. The animals were checked out by the veterinarians and then surrendered to the agency in order to receive the proper care. According to a state police news release, all the dogs have been adopted, but the cats are still looking for homes. Anyone interested in helping can contact the SPCA at 607-547-8111. Meanwhile, the top hovens were issued appearance tickets to report to Edmiston Town Court later on this month. A Cortland woman is facing three felony and a half dozen misdemeanor counts after a traffic stop turned up a large amount of narcotics. The Cortland County Sheriff's officials say during that traffic stop Friday afternoon for driving with a suspended license, they found 37-year-old Nicole Evaner in possession of drugs and a gun. Deputies say they found over 7 ounces of methamphetamine, 110 bags of heroin, oxycodone pills, 2 ounces of molly, a loaded gun, scales, and drug packaging material, as well as an undisclosed amount of cash was confiscated. Corland County Sheriff's officials have estimated the street value of the confiscated drugs at more than $24,500. Evener is charged with two felony counts of criminal possession of a controlled substance, felony criminal possession of a weapon, two misdemeanor counts of criminally using drug paraphernalia, three misdemeanor counts of criminal possession of a controlled substance, and misdemeanor unlicensed operation of a motor vehicle. She was sent to the Cortland County Jail without bail. Senior citizens in the city of Binghamton can get some help in making the repairs their homes need in order to keep them safe. Binghamton Mayor Jared Cram has announced the First Ward Action Council has $85,000 available for the Senior Home Repair Program that helps residents age 55 and older pay for completing such projects as fixing dangerous stairs, installing handrails and door locks, and plumbing repairs. A small number of seniors can receive assistance for larger jobs like boiler or furnace replacements or electrical repairs, all at no cost to the homeowner. Money for the program is coming from the Binghamton Community Development Block Grant funding. Seniors in Binghamton in need of home repair help can call 607-772-2850 for information. It's 735 where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WMBF, WMBF.com and 92.1 FM. Okay, great. Seven thirty-seven here on WMBF. I'm James Kelly. Got a nice little break here for us to just you know chit chat, talk about some of the stories we have on WMBF.com right now, or you can check them out on the WMBF app right now. With Tracy Taylor wrote a story yesterday. When it comes to sleep deprivation, New York is tops, number one 
can't be because beaten. of fireworks. Yeah, definitely because of fireworks. <laughs> the one day of the year, one day of the year, we get the fireworks. That's why New York is tops. No, it's because we're we're all crazy people. People on the West Coast are so chill. They're they're just hanging out. You know, oh, we go to work, we come home, we go to the beach, like whatever. I don't really know what they do in the Midwest. That's early, that's beyond me. <laughs> I try not to generalize. Yeah, no, the I I don't know anything beyond the two coasts. That's I guess that's one of my major character flaws that uh, places like iowa and nebraska i just assume they do whatever they just <laughs> exist i tell you utah is a very different place well yeah very very different place we spent a few weeks in in utah but it was a, a little you know paradise island in utah that we were at we were in a um the best friends animal sanctuary Oh, that's cool. volunteering for a couple of weeks it was beautiful out there but then you go into town and things are, are quite different it's yeah very very weird no that'd be pretty cool i know a lot of people go to like thailand and volunteer at animal sanctuaries and it's basically just like hey come take care of a bunch of elephants who are like really friendly towards humans that's pretty cool yeah well this is you know they have all sorts of animals out there dogs cats horses donkeys birds rabbits but anyway yeah it was kind of nice but and it's I think the sleep deprivation thing it's just we just have so much to do these days and so many you know especially work pressures put on you. But yeah, so many of us have to show up at the studio at 2 in <laughs> 2 in the morning or Well, that's the thing is I get just a little a little bit of sleep here, a little bit of sleep there. But uh this we were at a, a cookout this weekend and there was an elderly lady there and there's no reason why she shouldn't be getting enough sleep, but apparently she stays up all night sewing and then ends up, she was like dozing off during the picnic. And it's like, that's just, just go to sleep when you can. I mean, we, I don't have a choice. What get your eight get hours. Yeah, who, whoever gets eight hours. I've, I can't even remember getting eight I can't remember the last time I got eight hours. I even tried, when I first moved here, the first week I tried to do like, okay, well, I'll like, I'll go to the studio, I'll do the show, I'll get my two stories in, I'll do everything else I got to do, then I'll go home, I'll take a four-hour nap, and then I'll wake back up for baseball. Because, I, I mean, I come from baseball. I've been, I was working in baseball media for like three or four years. Uh. So I've like, i got to keep up with the Yankees, i got to keep up with the Mets. i got my, my San Diego Padres, they don't start until... 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah. That didn't last long. Now I go to sleep by now, 8 if, o'clock, and, and it's still, you, like, not can enough. Can you imagine if you had pets? Yeah, no. I, that's I, that's I the thing with, with my fur kids. It's just, you know, they, they're on their different schedules, and when they want to go out, and I'm always, I've got, you know, that mom's ear where, you're, where your parents always hear if you're getting into something. Oh, yeah. And you wonder how, they, well, pet parents have that, too. If you hear the tags or you don't hear the tags jingling, you kind of, yeah. you know, no, know they're into something. It's the not hearing that's the scary. I mean, I have, I have two dogs back at home with my family and when one of them is you know 13 years old couldn't have been a more perfect dog perfectly behaved with everybody but the younger one (laughs) the younger one is uh, he's about two years old i think he's turning two in like a few weeks that dog is an absolute menace a menace to society and when you don't hear him that's when you know something is being destroyed in the house 
now people that have listened to to me for a, a while they know my sir lancelot sir lancelot everyone thinks he's a, a baby greyhound because that's what he looks like mm-hmm. now he's like that that cartoon character where it's the 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 middle-aged baby he's nine years old he's like yeah he's smoking a cigar and saying it stinks like <laughs> yesterday's diapers yeah <laughs> but yeah he's the one that's the the one to get, watch out for the nine-year-old the the, the younger ones aren't the problem but the little one yeah he's he's nine years old going on two that's crazy i would have figured the younger ones would be crazier because the the problem that everyone in our in my old neighborhood had was we all got dogs during the pandemics we're like hey we're home Ah. like this is the perfect time if we were gonna get another dog we're working from home yeah Yeah, we can we can take them out whenever they need to go out we can take care of them all day we don't have to worry about them destroying furniture but the problem that everyone in my neighborhood ran into was that all of the dogs had separation anxiety yeah, yeah. and turned into tiny little monsters from yeah, playing with each terrorist. other. Oh, absolutely. So they just, they sprint. Uh, I mean, my dad takes the younger dog up to this field by our house with all the other dog owners. They all have a group chat now because not that they particularly want the dogs to play together, but it's like a, it's like a maintenance thing where right? we just need you to go up, get your energy out, go run around, and then you can take That's an hour long form. nap. That's yeah. good for them. The thing is with greyhounds, they've raced and they take their retirement very seriously. So I don't have that much issue. My my all American love dog that I had years ago, Harry Harrison. Uh, he yeah he was you know I think terrier, terriers actually they meant to call them terrorists because he was one that if you didn't have something to do he would find something to do yeah that's that's the dangerous thing with these puppies yeah. they, they will find something to entertain themselves with and that's you know full attention or See, else now you've got a break from the puppy so you can get all the sleep you need yeah yeah no now <laughs> that is big because he would just he brody doesn't respect doors he just jumps on the door handle and opens up doors so if i tried to go to bed at eight o'clock back home i would not be successful in that i'd be like what are you doing in here like it's eight o'clock i still have four hours left to go before i'm ready for bed oh wow yeah it's 743 you're on wmbf before ba- traffic and weather together now on news radio 1290 wnbf 744 here at wmbf we have a couple traffic notifications for you today lester avenue will be closed from pavilion drive to cfj boulevard from 7 a.m to 5 p.m for storm sewer repairs so plan your route accordingly and an update from the new york department of transportation should be possible minor delays on new york state route 201 in johnson city due to single lane nighttime closures in both directions from riverside drive to state route 17 for bridge work from 8 p.m to 7 a.m that's Wednesday night through tomorrow morning. Should go through July 14th, too. It's a bit of a delay. Something to keep an eye on if you regularly take 201. Weather downtown, it's about 70 degrees in Binghamton. Humidity, 90%. Today is going to be cloudy, then gradually becoming mostly sunny with a high near 79 degrees. Tonight, partly cloudy with a low around 58 degrees. Thursday, partly sunny with a high near 81. Thursday night, chance of showers and thunderstorms, mostly cloudy with a low around 64 degrees. Chance of rain is 40%. Friday, chance of showers with thunderstorms also possible after 11 a.m. Partly sunny with a high near 82. 
for Friday night. Partly cloudy with a low around 58 degrees. And should be beautiful this weekend. Saturday, sunny with a high near 78. And Sunday, sunny with a high near 80. 7.46 here on WMBF. People who are... Seven forty-seven here on WMBF. That's time for a sports update. Rookie outfielder Jack Sawinski hit his 14th home run, and the Pittsburgh Pirates spoiled Jameson Tyone's return to PNC Park with a 5-2 win over the New York Yankees. Tyone lost for the first time since April 11th after giving up a solo shot to Daniel Vogelbach in the four, uh, in the first inning, and a two-run home run just over the center field wall by Sawinski in the fourth. Tyone, who spent more than a decade in the Pirates organization before being traded to New York in 2021, was pulled with one out in the sixth inning after allowing five runs and six hits with five strikeouts. The Yankees are now 58-23 and on the season. It's the best record in Major League Baseball, but they've lost two straight and they're 6-4 and four in their last 10 games. So against teams like the Pittsburgh Pirates, who just got their 33rd win of the season, maybe expect a little bit better. Back in action tonight against the Pirates with Luis Severino on the mound. For the Mets, Mets wasted a stellar performance by Max Scherzer in his return from an oblique injury, losing 1-0 to the Cincinnati Reds on Mike Moustakas' game-ending sacrifice fly. Scherzer struck out 11 Reds while pitching six innings of two-hit ball in his first big league start since May 18th. Made a couple rehab starts with the Binghamton Rumble Ponies, set a record crowd at Marabado Stadium. He had been sidelined by a strained oblique muscle on his left side, threw mostly fastballs, and allowed only one runner to reach third base. Reds rookie Nick Lodolo combined with four relievers on a six-hitter, and Lodolo struck out eight in four and two-thirds innings in his return from a back injury. For the Binghamton Rumble Ponies, no game yesterday. After the laugher on Monday, Tonight, they'll be back in action against the Portland Sea Dogs. It's 6.35 at Marabado Stadium. Of course, if you can't make it to the game, you can listen to the game on WMBF right here. Pre-game starts at 6.20 with Jacob Wilkins. NBA news, still no destination for Kevin Durant after he requested a trade from the Brooklyn Nets following Kyrie Irving opting into his $37 million extension. We'll see where Kevin Durant ends up. Kind of a big deal. Not a lot of teams can probably afford to have a guy like Kevin Durant or have the assets to trade for him. So we'll see where he ends up. 750 here on WMBF. Join Mark Pat. Time now for some business news. It's 752 on WMBF. President Joe Biden is taking a message of shoring up workers' pensions to Ohio, hoping to reinvigorate his political standing with blue-collar voters. The state has been trending strongly Republican in recent years, with Donald Trump easily carrying it twice. But the Democrats have hopes of winning a Senate seat that is coming open. Biden on Wednesday is announcing a new rule that will allow major financial support for troubled pensions that cover some 2 million to 3 million workers. 
A contract between shipping companies and 22,000 West Coast dock workers has expired, but both sides continue to talk and said they want to avoid a strike that could savage an economy already stressed by soaring inflation and supply chain troubles. The contract that expired last Friday covered workers at ports from California to Washington State that handled nearly 40% of U.S. imports. Both sides say they will keep cargo moving until an agreement is reached. A 2002 lockout and 2015 strike cost the U.S. economy billions of dollars. Now it's time for ABC Tech Trends. From ABC News, Tech Trends. The gaming industry draws in more revenue than the movie and music industries combined, according to the NPD Group, a market research firm. And that means it's a good market for new hires. Details after this. Jonathan Smith is head of production at TT Games. He says the job openings in the gaming space are plentiful, though not in the fields you might think. The skills of an architect, a costume designer, a music composer, um, a performer, a, a, a writer are just as sort of valuable as what you might conventionally have thought of as the technical skills required. It is a competitive space, so Smith recommends diversifying your skill set. We need artists, we need animators, and then we need producers and organization folks to bring everything together. And of course, some old-fashioned technical know-how doesn't hurt either. Pursue where possible technical and specialist training. With Tech Trends, I'm Daria Albinger, ABC News. And one last check on traffic and weather before the 8 o'clock hour starts. From the New York Department of Transportation, morning commuters, possible minor delays on New York State Route 201 in Johnson City due to single-lane nighttime closures in both directions from Riverside Drive to State Route 17 for bridge work from 8 p.m. to 7 a.m. Wednesday night. And that will go through Thursday night, July 14th. I also have a note from the Johnson City Mayor that Leicester Avenue will be closed from Pavilion Drive to CFJ Boulevard on Wednesday. That's today, July 6th, from 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. for storm sewer repairs. So plan accordingly. If you see anything else come up, feel free to give us a call here at WMBF. Make sure we get everybody to work on time. Now for the weather, it's about 70 degrees in downtown Binghamton. Cloudy, then gradually becoming mostly sunny with a high near 79 Tonight, partly cloudy with a low around 58 degrees. Thursday, partly sunny with a high near 81. Thursday night, a chance of showers and thunderstorms. Mostly cloudy with a low around 64 degrees. Chance of rain, 40%. Friday, chance of showers with thunderstorms also possible after 11 a.m. Partly sunny with a high near 82 degrees. Chance of rain, 30%. Friday night, partly cloudy with a low around 58 should be a nice weekend. Saturday, sunny with a high near 78. And Sunday, sunny with a high near 80. 7.56. You're listening to WMBF. I was 50. This is News Radio 1290 AM. WMBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221EJ Binghamton. A town square media station. here on WMBF. If you're looking forward to Bob Joseph's Binghamton Now show, well, I got some good news and some bad news for you. The good news is Bob Joseph is going to be getting a three-hour show now instead of two hours. That's good news for everybody involved. I'll take your calls live on air. The bad news, Bob Joseph's show doesn't start at 8 o'clock now. It's going to start at 9 o'clock. 
We're going to be running First News from 6 to 9 o'clock, and then Binghamton Now from 9 to 12. And a little bit of extra bad news. Bob Joseph isn't actually here this week. So there will be no Binghamton Now. Only First News. So if you got something you want to talk to Bob about, if you have something you want to put on air, hold on to it for a week. Hold on to it. Talk about it next week on Binghamton Now when Bob has returned to the studio. And even though we're not taking calls, participation is more than welcome. Got some participation from Charles and Val already this week. It's exciting. If you want to you know, participate, maybe give me and Kathy something to talk about in our little host chit-chats. It's my favorite part of the show, easily. You know, send me a DM. You get me on Twitter. It's jkelly at WMBF. Or you can email us. You can call us. You want to come into the studio, knock on the door, and yell through the window, hey, I have a topic for you guys to talk about on First News. Well, we probably won't see it because the studio's in the basement. But someone will come and tell us. Someone will come and tell us what to talk about. Still got one more hour of First News today, so if you want to throw Kathy and I a topic to talk about at the 8.30 hour after the WMBF news time, go ahead and do that. We never have any scheduled topics. We're just kind of flying off the handle. Love that spontaneity. So yeah, we'll have ABC News coming up in about 10 seconds or so. And then we'll have another news update from Kathy White. Before getting into the third hour of First News.